Blog Talk Radio. On September 26, 2018, you know, my good friend Jerry, he's been complaining lately that I'm getting too political. But you know what? I like it when I see something in the public sphere that really uh, expresses uh, a recruiting issue. So I'm going to tell you something that's going on here in Canada. In Canada, the queen is our head of state. The prime minister runs a country, kind of like your president, kind of. But the queen is the head of state, but she's over in England, so she's got a representative here. We call her the governor general. The prime minister chooses her. She's just supposed to rubber stamp every law that our parliament puts through, right? Right now, our governor general is a woman named Julie Payette. She's French from Quebec. She's a woman. She's an engineer, and she's an astronaut. Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? She makes her a great catch. Okay, but apparently it hasn't turned out very well. There's some reports this week that she's an introvert who doesn't like being told what to do. She doesn't like being in the public spotlight all the time. And, you know, what what does she do? Her job is just going around shaking hands and giving out medals and smiling, you know. She's not a good fit for that job. You know, a job in which you do what you're told, you, you wear fancy clothes and follow protocol. That's not what she likes, right? Now, actually, here's the thing. There's a panel of experts that's been appointed to pick the governor general. They know what they're doing. They're like the recruiters. But the prime minister, he sidestepped them so he could pick the candidate he wanted, a, a candidate who looked like a superstar you know but after she was hired listen to this news came out that her husband her husband had charged her with assault when they were living in the united states a few years ago and then she also hit a woman in her car and killed her now she she was found not guilty okay but they didn't even know that stuff (laughs) in the prime minister's office Well, anyway, they remind me of a hiring manager who ignores the recruiters, who know what they're doing, and we know all about that, don't we? And that's what we're going to talk about on Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal record that was a recording jerry is not here he didn't tell me he wasn't coming and he tells me he always shows up he deserves to get paid and uh you know if he doesn't come for some reason he gives me a warning not true okay there's the record you're my witness but before i go on (laughs) i want to thank my sponsors hone it h-o-n-e-i-t dot com they're the online interview technology hired chill like a sneeze, but I call it Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife 
of recruiting software. I'm very excited about our guest today. I think we've had a lot of good guests and a lot of good shows lately, but, you know, people like to complain. They like to tell me how awful the show is. Okay, okay, this guy today calls himself a master of rejection, and I am too. I can handle it. been handling it for years. Jason Barber, are you there? Yes, I am, Animal. Jason Lee Barber, at, on Twitter, at Jason, J-A-S-O-N, Lee, L-E-E, Barber, like a guy who cuts your hair, B-A-R-B-E-R. He got his uh, start selling door-to-door and getting his Ph.D. in rejection, right? Am I right about that? Yes, sir. Newspaper Tell us about subscriptions. Tell us about that, Ken. So don't mumble. Hey, don't mumble. You'll make don't, me look like an I idiot. I'm telling everybody I how great you are, mumble. and you start off mumbling. No! Don't do that to me! <laughs> yes, sir. I started when I was 12 years old in sunny Southern California. Started knocking on doors and selling subscriptions to the San Diego Tribune. Uh-huh. And as soon as they handed me $5 here, $10 here, I knew that this was the career for me. I knew I was going to be a sales guy in some form or fashion because before that I was mowing lawns, and every lawn that I would mow I would get fired the next week. So I just knew that manual labor was not a skill of mine, uh-huh. but I knew I could make money with my mouth. So uh, 12 years okay, old, Okay, but you told us, hold on, you told us that you got rejected a lot. Didn't, uh, oh. why didn't that discourage you? Now, how come you're saying, oh, they gave me five bucks, <laughs> they gave me ten bucks, I got excited. But what about the rejections? Because your articles all say, hey, there's going to be a lot more rejections than there are uh, yeses. So how come that didn't discourage a 12-year-old boy? Well, I, I think because I, I, I'm, I'm overly optimistic, like, I'm I'm wired to be like overconfident. My problem uh-huh. is I'm way too overconfident and I uh-huh. just believe at my core that I can sell anybody. And and oh, I'm really? not saying that's right. Uh-huh. I just I just have this hardwiring that, you know, many would call a kind Delusion. of a, Yeah, I'm I, you know what? I'm delusional. And I just I just have always believed at the, you know, ripe age of 12, 13, that I'm going to sell you this newspaper. Okay, but hold on a second. Wait a second. I'm glad Maureen is on the line because she's also delusional. She sold the most Girl Scout cookies in in Ohio when she was a a young kid, maybe 12 years old as well. Uh, uh, And they gave me a bracelet for that. (laughs) She didn't didn't even make money. I'd rather have had cash. I'd rather have had cash. Let me ask a question. Can I ask a question? Do you think... Um, getting cash in your hand excited you as a kid? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, that I, turned you on? Oh, well, I mean, I was uh, so so kind I of. I think it <laughs> did me, um, getting, you know, 50 cents a box. I, I had to hand it over to somebody, but it was fun to get all that money and put it in a little pouch. Absolutely. Well, and I think mm-hmm. I think part of it, too, is when, you know, I was raised – Man, I was raised in the hood. I'm from Flint, Michigan. I uh, grew up all around Michigan. Ended up moving to Southern California. Uh, hey, my are dad, you allowed my dad, to say you're raised in the hood? Isn't that cultural appropriation? It is totally go away, go allowed. Away, it's totally allowed because yeah. I don't have to be, you know, politically correct. So, okay. um, so, so I, I mean, I grew up broke. I mean, I grew up in, 
you know, my dad, you know, my dad was uh, addicted to drugs and couldn't really support us. But when I learned, and your mother, your mother hustle. cut out, right? Uh, you put it in my, your article. You said you started learning rejection when you were five years old. Your parents split yes, up. Sir. Your father got custody. Your mom was out of your life, right? Yes, sir. Yep, she took off. I didn't see her for eight years, and uh, oh. she, yeah. So, um, you know, How kind old of are you? How me. Old I'm, are you? Uh, I'm 39. That's not a question we allow on this show, Maureen, okay? Well, it's already been allowed, but... Oh, you remember that, okay? Just let the guy talk for a second. I'll bring you... He didn't have to answer it, and he did, so... Yeah, okay. So I was... Yeah, so so for me, when I, for whatever reason, I had this thing like, well, apparently my pops isn't going to go out and, you know, put food on the table, so I said, you know, I'm going to go out there and hustle and you know, figure out a way to make money, and I just, I just, I just did it. Nobody okay, really. Okay, hold on a second. You know, let me a... get in here. Okay, let me get in here. Maureen's got a saying that entrepreneurs, I think that's a term she uses, beget entrepreneurs. If you're a business person, uh, you're, if your parents are business people, then you'll understand it. You'll want to be uh, that kind of person as well. <laughs> so if you're, if you're not, you're out of luck. You're saying something different but similar. You're saying you're built that way. So what about the rest of us who, you know, you're, my father was a factory worker, uh, and uh, I don't think I'm built that way either. So uh, how, do, how do other and, – and yet you coach people in your articles, you know, learn to face rejection. How can people who aren't brought up that way or do, don't, do not have a, a genetic inheritance uh, to delude themselves <laughs> that they're going to be successful, how do the rest of – everybody else is losers, right? They, they work for the guys. No. Yeah, I mean, I think I just – no, not at all. I, th- I think it just depends on – you know, I think it's, you know, the whole nurture versus nature deal, right? So, obviously, you know, I had a pretty tough – I mean, and people – there's many more people that had that had it worse than I did. I ended up going into foster care when I was 14. Um, I had some great foster parents. You know, they, you know, were wonderful, Margie and David Barter. Uh, and, you know, they, they taught me another way to live life. But as far as, you know, entrepreneurs begetting entrepreneurs and whatnot, I don't know – because obviously that's not true in my case. You know, my dad is, you know, jobless, um, raised us on yeah, welfare. Yeah, okay, we already, and, okay, we're still on the first question. Yeah. I'm moving on. Okay. Yeah. So, the, and then so, at the age of 19, you worked for uh, an automotive group in Michigan correct. and became the right. number, I assume that's a dealership, and, the, and you became the number one sales rep in two months. What was wrong with the other people? How many other reps were there? Anybody? <laughs> What's going about, on? They had about eight to ten reps. They had about eight to ten reps, and so how could um, a punk I, like you walk in there and, and become a good set? Did you were you a car expert? No, I didn't know. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, man. I'm, I'm naive. I was naive. Somebody would come up and say, "I want this car," or "I want a car. I want a car that does this." I'm like, "All right, here you go," and I'd write them up, move them out, and get the deal going. Would I mean, did people feel sorry for you or something? What's the story? I don't get it. <laughs> No, no, no. I love this guy. His voice alone is soothing. I love him. I just love this guy. Hi, Kathy. How are you feeling these days? Since Jerry's not here, I'll ask the irrelevant question. Are you okay? I I want the short version. I want the short version, okay? Are you okay or not? Um, They're still doing uh, a lot of testing. Okay, but no comas, okay? okay? I don't like that. Don't go back there. I won't. So anyway... 
Okay, so then they promoted you to run the entire sales and financial operations for the entire group when you were 23, okay? And you say wow. you were able to increase their sales by 300%. How? How did you do that? Uh, that's a great question. Well, there's the fancy, there's the fancy NBA Short answer. Way. Short <laughs> answer, please. Uh, repeat and repeat on referral business from repeat customers. Well, how did you get the referrals? Did you ask? Did you reach referrals? back into the records? I mean, uh, I would go through. I use simple logic. If I sold you a car two years ago, there's probably a good chance I can sell you another car in two years. And I'm sure you have friends that might be looking for a car. And if I took care of you, then you'd refer a friend to me that. I could take care of, and I just okay. I repeat, so you were a rinse, young repeat, guy, and rinse, these repeat. other dummies who were working there couldn't figure that out themselves. That's what you're saying. Well, I mean, they just their heart wasn't in it, man. Some people just, you know, some people can do a job doesn't mean they like the job. So I like the job. So you were asking uh-huh. for sales, and they weren't. That's the bottom line here. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm a competitive guy. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm. Did you sound you know, too low key? I, Kathy said she likes the way you sound. I, I'm thinking that you're missing some pep. I, I thought you'd be in charge. Then, you know, you're. So uh, he has very, <laughs> he has a very soft-spoken tenacity about him. Come on, I, yeah, I, you I got you guys want me to unleash? Him. I'll unleash the kraken. I will unleash the kraken. <laughs> well, hold on, I got to tell you something. The last time attack. Jerry and I told told a guy who he sounded too low key, he started swearing, and he's left his <laughs> company. He got in trouble. Okay. I had to I had to delete hey, that show. I work for myself, so I'm a, I work. I have a buddy that I do contract recruiting for. I'm allowed to cuss, and matter of fact, we cuss each other each other out on the phone, and we've had some yeah, okay. knockout blow. Yeah, okay. Not interested. So. Not interested. Okay. <laughs> then you moved on. You went into recruiting a medical staffing company. How did you, what made you do that? Uh, well, so uh, I had a buddy I was going to church with here in Texas. Uh, I'd moved to Texas at this point. And, you know, he was telling me how he was recruiting uh, people in the medical field, and he started explaining the process. And I'm like, wow, that sounds very interesting. I think I'd like to do that. I felt like he he made it sound like he was some kind of undercover detective or private investigator that would mysteriously call into, you know, companies. And this was on the medical device side of uh, the medical industry. That's what Maureen does. She's a spy. Okay, but go ahead. (laughs) So and he's going on and on and I'm like, wow, ah, sounds good. He's like, well, hey, my, uh, you know, the the owner of the firm is looking to hire somebody, and um, I know you have an, you have experience in sales, so why don't you come on over? I'm like, sure. So I uh, started uh, recruiting in the Healthcare Recruiters International, and it was a it was a it was a crap show. I mean, these guys immediately when I got in there. This guy, Tony, um, who brought me on, he's a great guy, good friend, but he wasn't a good recruiter. And it took me a couple months to figure that out because I didn't have any experience. What was it about him that wasn't good? And I'm going to point out to everybody that this guy uh, that I'm talking to right now, Jason Lee Barber, he says he helped this other company, I guess, Team Health, grow from $2 million in revenue to $75 million. You know, I'll wow. tell you something. Just uh, as an aside, Adam Grant, who I like, a- Adam M. Grant on Twitter, famous psychologist, he said, I'm pretty sure it was him who said just a few weeks ago, he said, if you say what you did, the recruiters aren't going to like you, right? Uh, 
you, know, you have to say that you were part of a team. That's not true. Recruiters don't like to have you say, I helped them grow. What does it mean? What part did you play? I want to know exactly what part you personally played in growing that company's revenues from $2 million to $75 million, okay? <laughs> and first tell me what was wrong with Tony. What was Tony, your friend, doing wrong, and how did you figure that out? He had one client, first off. He had he closed one deal in three months. One made one placement in three months, and we were working for only one client. So obviously, diverse. I mean, we don't have a diversified, you know, client book of business. I mean, you're obviously dead. You know, you're dead to start with. So um, I learned that you know early on, and the guy just could not close a deal, and so that that's what was wrong with him. Why couldn't he close a deal? What was wrong? What was he doing wrong? You don't have to tell me. I don't want to drag it out. But, you know, if sure. you could be a little more specific and say, look, this is what he did when he came into work. This is what he did during the day. These are wrong things to do, okay? Can you, you know, get that granular? Yeah. If you can't, just say, no, I can't point anything uh, out. I, can, I don't know. I can, no, I can get granular. So, so first off, uh, a high percentage of his candidates he submitted were from job boards. So um, he was fighting day in, day in and day out getting credit for his candidates. So he spent more time trying to get credit for candidates he was smitting from, you know, whatever, career builder, monster, you name it. And instead of actually cold calling candidates and getting, you know, getting more passive candidates who, you know, you're not running into, you know, you're not running into that issue. So um, that was the first mistake. And the second mistake was, you know, he was dealing with a, he wasn't dealing with a key decision maker. He was dealing with an in-house recruiter, and those are just recipes for disaster. So, okay, hold know, on a second. Hold on a second. This is uh, something our good friend Rich Rosen. I don't know if he's here today. And Jerry are always talking about. How do you get out from under that? From the you know the in-house recruiter? How do you talk to the decision maker? They don't let you. Sometimes yeah. that's all you can. You know, that's all you all you got. You know, absolutely, and 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 I understand that. I. Personally, the success that I have received is I focus on getting accounts where, you know, I'm not in that situation, right? Uh -huh, there okay. are times right now my account, you know, my book of accounts, I have, you know, about 40 accounts, and I would say one of them do I have to deal with an internal recruiter. What made you realize that you needed to cold call since you weren't a recruiter? Sure, sure. So, so uh, a good friend of mine um, who uh, was, you know, has been a recruiter for 20 years. Um, I learned it from him. You know, he he told, you know, he learned from a guy who used to be a VP over at Robert Half, and you know, he came in and ran their firm. And you know, his his analogy to recruiters, he would like duct tape a phone set or a hand, you know, a handset to his head. And he said, "Hey, you want to make more money?" <laughs> and he'd walk out of the office and. He'd have a handset duct taped to his head. Stay on the stay on the frickin' phone. <laughs> so, you know, he kind of said, "Hey, man, you gotta, you know, cold call into the way." Um, and 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 I've gathered data over the last five six years, you know, in my career. And sure enough, I mean, it's it's through a, you know, cold calling works. If, and okay, I'm gonna go, we're gonna move into cold calling. I'm hot and heavy right now. I have to do an ad first. But just to keep this with you, I'm going to quote, give some quotes from, from Jason Lee Barber, at Jason Lee Barber, the, the guest today. He said, I've been cold calling for 10 years, 
And the best, you put an anecdote. <laughs> I'm sure you meant antidote. The best antidote for a barren job, uh, a barren job order funnel is go, is cold calling. The best antidote for a barren job order funnel is cold calling. So his business <laughs> development, his business development depends on uh, cold calling. And here's what else he says: I don't give a rat's crap that someone gets offended when I reach out to them. I am free to call anybody I want to at any number I have available to me. I don't need your permission. Wow. Wow. I've never seen anybody say it like that. And that was in response to people complaining, I don't like it when recruiters call me at work. I don't like it when recruiters call me at home. I don't want them emailing me, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm going to do an ad for... Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. Honeit is phone interview technology. The kiss how it works. The candidate and recruiter, they dial into the interview on a phone. It's so easy. It's just a regular phone call, okay? They have their interview. Here's the thing. It's recorded. So you immediately have an audio recording. Audio recording, and that is immediately turned into a transcript. So you don't have to worry about not typing fast enough. You don't have to worry about not writing fast enough. You don't have to worry that you didn't hear something, okay? It's all there for you. And you can search the transcript. You can easily share that, uh, that recording or anything from the transcript with anybody else in the company. And here's something else. There's always some questions that are more important than others. When you get to the key question, you press a button, you have the conversation. When that part of the interview is over, you press another button. That part is separated as a clip. You send it to the hiring manager. Hey, this is the key question. I'm going to let you listen to this person answer it, him or herself. Okay? What's better than that? So go to honeitit.com. H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Nick Livingston is the boss there. He's a nice guy. Tell him animal you. I want these guys to know that I am getting them some business so I can charge them more money, okay? <laughs> really? I have to have proof. Tell them animals sent you. Okay, so let's talk about cold calling. How do you get business? Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Kathy, for raising that question. How do you, what's, what's, your, what's your business development cold call? How do you do it? Okay, so uh, business development, we're going to use the classic, hey, I have a guy. So I have a guy. He can do X, Y, Z for your business, blah, blah, blah. Or I have a gal who can do X, Y, Z for your business. And I'm going to target, first off, I'm going to go to either the owner or the CEO every time. I don't care what position it is. Typically, you're going to go in with kind of a, a senior executive level position. But you've got to go. There's a great book on it. Um, there's a great book how you always want to sell at the CEO level, right? You know, you want to talk to the person. You want to tell us the title or, or the author so somebody can look it up? Uh, don't an, tease us. Animal, I'm sorry. I, I have amnesia right now. I'll message you. Okay, I know that book. You guys on yeah, Facebook. Okay, yeah. okay, maybe I'll, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll look it up. Well, hold on Thank a second. You. Thank let's you. Talk about, let's talk about what kind of placements you're making. It, if I'm not mistaken, you're servicing car dealerships. Am I right about that? Correct. Automotive, and sur- transportation, uh, automotive transportation. We'll do some law firms. We have a couple of... You know, we're kind of generalist, but we're not. You know, a lot of our a lot of our placements are going to be in the automotive industry. So dealer principles. Okay. What are you doing for them for automotive? Well, yeah, senior. So that's the next question. What titles? Senior CEO, yeah, general manager. What else? 
Yeah, general manager, but we're doing it more on the fixed operations or accounting and finance. So you got to remember in the car business, you know, a lot of the positions on the sales side, general sales manager, uh, directors and uh, finance, things of that nature. I mean, they're you know those guys network pretty well. They may not pay a fee on that, but technicians, service advisors in the service department, they'll pay fees all day long. Mm-hmm. Controllers, mm. accounting managers, we're doing a lot of those positions. So Hold right on, now, so you're a generalist. Everybody's saying if you <clears> want to make money, you cannot be a generalist. You have uh, to be a niche player. On, but here you are on. with the financial jobs, the controller, and then the sales jobs, yeah, and uh, the exactly. tech, tech, tech jobs. And, and the grease uh, monkeys. They always need grease monkeys. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, you're going so, to the CEOs so. for that stuff? I'm going. To, well, I mean, they don't, they don't always call themselves the CEO, but I'm going to the dealer principal because you got to remember. Owner. Yeah, to the, the owner. owner. You always, okay. you, but Maurice, always easier to get knocked businesses. down than to get knocked back up. Yeah, these are small what businesses. Not? What are you talking about? They're not small businesses. What are you talking? Uh, about? A dealership, have, car dealer. No, I have I have clients that have over 20 dealerships. They do about right. five billion dollars in re, uh, revenue. Yeah, oh, they really um, office. You call a corporate yeah. office, not a, an individual dealership. Yes, I still go. Yeah, I, you've got guys like Ray Hall had that have you know bought dealerships yeah, across the country. Yeah, you have the Suburban Collection. We have Auto the Fair. We have Ball Sonic players, Automotive. Joe Morgan. We have. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So, I, I mean, one of the accounts, you know, uh, right now Herb Chalmers, you know, he is. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Herb Chambers is one of the largest dealership groups in the entire U.S. They're yeah. based out of Boston, Mass, and I was on the phone with the president two weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, listen, I mean, it, the same principles are going to apply in different domains. So I, you know, even, you know, I have a, a good friend of mine who is also uh, works on some tech stuff with me. So I've had to do some tech recruiting, software developers, engineers, you name it. Hold um, on a second. Wait I've a second. Try my hand. So, like, I, I have, once, once, um, I, I used to work with a, a friend of mine who was one of the best recruiters I've ever met. Uh, I was just lucky to be able to work with him. He was so good. We, I, I once set up, uh, I don't know, tons of meetings for us with big companies, and I was surprised I could get in. We went in and, and went face-to-face with a lot of people. Sometimes we had you know, fun meetings with them. They didn't give us any business, and the reason was we weren't working a niche. And so here you are saying, who I can play that? That's soft- your opinion. No, no, they, they told us to our faces, okay? How many, is it, they said, one place, the guy said, how many retail did people did you place here? Last year, I said, I, I, I did three retail searches. He said, I'll call the recruiters at 50, okay? They've got all the people okay. I need in their desk. Okay, well, let's see what, what his comeback would have been to that. Yeah, well, I want to know. Okay, so, so, so one thing, I come from, you guys have all heard of The Wolf of Wall Street, right? That's a great yeah. movie. I go through the Jordan Belfort sales training. Even for recruiters, the sales training applies. You never, when you have an objection, you always have to loop it back, right? Anytime you meet with somebody who's never done business with you, there's one key thing. They're going to be uncertain. That's normal. And I'm gonna, and, and you've got you to say, hey, you know, I understand. I understand the beauty of recruitment is, hey, this is a contingency search. You don't pay me unless I deliver. I understand there might be another recruiting firm that's delivered, you know, 50, whatever, 50 recruit or 50 candidates, blah, blah, blah. But let me tell you what I can do for you. If you give me one shot, animal, give me one shot. Don't, don't base your decision on what we talk about. Let me perform for you. Give me one shot. And the only question you'll have is why didn't I call you six months ago? Hmm. 
Okay, I, I'm not as delusional as you are. I, I don't feel that optimistic. <laughs> Were you going in on a, on a contingency or on a retained basis, animal? I'm, I'm a contingency just, just, guy. Yeah, yeah I was just like him. Guy. And trust me, we did some fantastic searches, me and this other guy. We were, we were good. We were a great team. And we did all kind of phone sourcing, Maureen. That was uh, quite a while ago I'm referring to this story. And, uh, okay, so, 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 so you tell them. So will you actually say give me your toughest job? Absolutely. I mean, really? Why not? Give me the toughest job. Sure. It's been open a year. There's a reason for it. Maybe it's ridiculous. Sure, maybe or maybe it's tough for them and not for you. you never know. <laughs> sure, what? What? Do, hey, animal, what have I got to lose? I'm already facing zero. I mean, that's the beauty of what we do as contingency recruiters. If you're on the agency side, hey, I'm already staring at a bank checking account anyways. I'm already at zero. I can only go up from here. I can't go down. So what are you charging? What percentage? Oh, we charge anywhere from 15 to 25. So, okay. so most of uh, Whatever you can get. Yeah, you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, some of these big GM jobs or, mm-hmm. you know, fixed operation jobs, they're going to be, you know, in the 15 percentile. Just Grease because monkeys, what are you charging for those? 25 percent all day uh-huh. long, all day yep. long. Man, let me ask, for, hold on, what. for a sales rep, for a sales rep, <laughs> it's mostly commission. What, where do you, do you charge on the base or on the uh, assumed package? Uh, assumed package, yeah. So, oh, and, really? And, and, yeah, so... Uh, well, you know, we'll come up with a cap. We'll negotiate like, hey, you know, somebody's coming in. Like I just placed a F&I uh, director trainer with the Suburban Collection, billion-dollar company, by the way. And, you know, just, just placed a guy there, and, you know, we negotiated, you know, maybe the guy can hit 250 but realistically he's probably going to hit, you know, 150 or 160 So I, you know, I, you know, based mm-hmm. the fee off 150 160 What was his base? Uh, his base? I don't know. God, I can't remember that stuff. Come on now. Okay. Come on. Okay, now I make that's too significant. many to remember. <laughs> lots of sales, lots of sales recruiters charge on the base. That's why they do charge a higher percentage, 25%, because it's the okay. base. They only charge on the base, not on the commission. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, okay, hey, I, inter- I interrupted day, you. You were going to talk about something else, but it sounds like say, most valuable candidate. You know, marketing the most valuable candidate yes. is your standard yes. business development mo- yeah. uh, let, gambit. Can, Go can ahead. I, Sorry. And well, let me just say this, okay? One, um, so last week I, I listened to the show. It was a great show. And there was a couple of guys on here talking about how, you know, they just want to get to know you, get to know you, get to know you type stuff. That stuff, and that's a big old waste of everybody's time. So calling in and like, hey, you know, you know, I heard you're the blah 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 blah, and my name's Jason Barber. I'm a headhunter. I only work in, you know, I work in blah 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 space, and I just want to, you know, just, you know, heard some good things about you. And will you waste two minutes of your life to talk to me about nothing? I mean, that's a waste of your time, and that's a waste of their time. I mean, only call people when you have a purpose, and you can, and you can actually do something for them. Because if I can't, okay. I mean, if I'm trying to get you as an account, and I can't do anything for you, or, you know, if I, like, I want them to know, Mr. CEO or Mr. Owner, that I have a valuable A player that can help your business. Do you want to meet them? Yes or no? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So, but you, you, you won't ever call a new company without somebody already in hand. Am I right about that? Correct. Okay. And some people... Some people who often call into this show and even think they own the show, okay, call that, you know, do you want to buy, 
you want to buy a chicken, okay? I, I think that makes sense to me, but they belittle that, okay? What's wrong I, with great. that? I don't know. That makes sense to me. I got a guy sure. interested. What's, I don't know. I mean, I mean, everybody has an opinion. Everybody. Uh-huh. There's people that, I mean, there's critics everywhere. You know what? I, I, there's critics that absolutely disagree with how I recruit. But guess what? I got a family to feed. I got people to support. I got a business to run. I don't have time. I don't have time for critics. I got a wife and a kid and a dog and a cat. Hi, Al. Uh, hold on, you know, uh, Maureen. I just want to point something out. This guy is delusional. There was no show last week. Okay. Oh, just, I know. Just, just I, so you know. There you go. There you go. I'm flies when you He's have a good fun. salesman because you believed him. Yeah. That was the best show of the year. It, wa- I it was. I called in last week and was so disappointed that there was no yeah. show. But okay. I agree with your guest. I think that if you're going to cold call a company and if you want their business. It's the old adage, what's in it for them? You've got to give uh-huh. them something that's With them. You know, going to make them bite. Okay, so now everybody's spoken up. I'm going to ask for, you know, to hear what Al thinks so far. I want to know what Michael G. Cox thinks. But first, I'm going to do an ad A for commercial. our good friend. Our good friends at Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. In case you don't know it, in case you've been living in the North Pole, I mean, Hire Tool is the most popular sourcing tool worldwide among recruiters today. I'm not just saying it. Go on Facebook. They're talking about it all the time. I'm going to tell you how it works. You go to HireTool.com, you put your search in in normal, everyday English. You don't have to know any Boolean. It always helps, but you don't really have to know how to make your own Boolean search string. They do it for you, and then they automatically search a wide range of websites like LinkedIn, Facebook, GitHub, blah, 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 blah. They return you a list of ranked candidates from top to bottom, the people who match your uh, search closest or at the top. Uh, they also guess what these people are earning, and they guess, you know, this is artificial intelligence. I don't know how it works. Uh, they guess what uh, <laughs> who's most ready to make a move right now. It might just be the same way that our friend Jason Lee Barber guessed who was ready to buy a car. It might be as simple as that. But they give you that information. They give you a lot of uh, personal and work emails and phone numbers. And take a cue from Jason. Don't worry about contacting people. Let them get mad at you. You have to get in touch with them. And HireTool.com is a tool that's going to help you do it. Okay? If you go there, talk to Nin Tran, and tell them the recruiting animal sent you so I can raise his rate. Okay? Back to Alan Floor. What do you think about the guest today, what he's been saying? And don't worry about insulting him. He is a master of rejection. He doesn't care if you don't agree with him. Go ahead. I like him. I think he's got. I think he's. I think he's a good guy. I think he has humble confidence. I think he's got. He's he's got a great story. He's overcome diversity. And also, I got. I have to agree with the ladies here that he's got this little southern thing going on under the, the, his voice. It just makes him so sexy. Yeah, I hear it too. But he's from Flint. Okay. Nah, that fool Texas. you. Uh, once no, you're down in Texas, once you're Texas. down in Texas, yeah. it's just like on. one of those. Excuse me, ma'am. Did I leave my shoes under your bed? There you go. I wasn't uh, born here. I wasn't born oh, here. I got here as fast as I could. Look, it's 
Animal, I think I think he's a good generalist. I think he's a I think he's a good. It sounds like he's a good sales guy. I don't I don't agree with all of his tactics on the cold call, but I think that, but I think <laughs> that he's why not. Tell me why. Don't just make a. Uh, I get, uh, yeah, look, come I, on, I get, bring it, bring it out. Come on. No, no, no. I, I think it's fine. But my my adjustment is being internal and having been external. Is I get so many calls and emails about yeah. I got a guy, I got a guy, and I'm like, okay, fine. But we've got relationships. The best people that I've built relationships with call me up. They know the industry, and they're like, look. I'm calling and wanted to say hi. I do have a person wanted to know where you guys were at with it. If if you've got time to talk, great. If not, can we set an appointment? What I'll normally do, if and you and everybody here can judge people in about 20 seconds. Is you know what? Sure. I, I'm fine right now. But you know what? If you want to, give me a call in about three weeks. We can set we'll schedule time to talk, and I'll let you know yeah. what's going on. And that That's... eliminates 99% of everybody. And the people that well, call you know me back, what? I'm doing business with some of them. Okay, all right. Guess what, Alan? Thank you so much. Because you know what? You know what one percenters do? They send a simple calendar reminder to let me get back in touch with him and give it another go. That's that's simple and that's basic. And here's another thing, and I'm glad, you know, most people are going to disagree. That's fine. Guess what? We don't have time to, to sell everybody because the number one mistake new recruiters, new salespeople make is they don't know how to qualify and sell to the right people. They're spending, spinning their wheels, wasting time, selling to the wrong people. If, if, I, if I pitched you a guy, right, I'm like, hey, I got this guy, blah, 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 and you're like, man, I'm in a good spot, then I'm going to, you know, hey – but get, get, get a hold of me in three weeks. I'm going to set a calendar reminder and do that. But if you're like, man, I'm good, I'm good, I'm not going to waste my time. But I do know this. I'm only going to spend my time with people that are hurting and they have a major problem because this person isn't performing and helping their business. I'm going to get that person, and that's the person I want. And see, that's where he – Animal, that's where he has – he's got a good plan and he's got a good strategy because where he's going is he's going for the folks that are hurting and then he builds the relationship, which is You know great. what? I, was, I read his articles on LinkedIn and I sort of got a different impression. He said that trust is built, by, it sounded like to me, by repeated contact that reduces the level of rejection every time. A good cold caller figures that people are going to be nervous. They say, I don't know this person. He called me out of the blue. I don't trust him. But every contact you've got a chance to reduce that fear, that level of rejection, and, and trust automatically comes out of that. Did I misunderstand what you're saying, uh, Jason? Uh, because now it says, yeah, you know what, if they reject me, screw them. I'm not going back there. I'll no, I think no, they're, not mutu- they're not mutually exclusive animal. Yeah. He's, and he does have a point. There was a, there, there, there was a study done, if you go to traffic school all 12 hours on a Saturday versus do one hour a week for 12 weeks, the second group built relationships because it was just consistent familiarity over a period of time. And when I have people call me up, it's like, hey, Alan, I just want to do – it's not email. It's call. The e- I mean, like you said, Animal, it's like the ones that you know hit it and quit it. God, did someone say cyber coders? Sorry. The, um, <laughs> and uh, that, that's all it is. is you, and you need to become trusted. You do. You need to prove yourself. And trust, trust is built by doing. Trust is not something uh-huh. you can call up and instill. It's him doing the work or him or him sending a candidate with a big red line through it saying, hey, Bob, I know we're working on this. I just wanted to give you the heads up on this one. I am not submitting this to you. I, came, I can't put my finger on it. There's something not right with this person. If you see it through another channel, check references. 
Uh-huh. That's building okay. trust. Well, first of all, I want to thank you, Alan, for you know letting this guy not have to answer the question himself and telling me that it's you not contradictory. I want it answer. is contradictory. First he says you build trust gradually. Then he says if they don't trust you right off the bat, go somewhere yeah. else. But before – wait yeah. a second. I just want to also say, tell people, Alan, Alan was the floor, was the guest three weeks ago. That is a fantastic show, okay? If you want to go back and take a listen to that show, it's good all the way through. It doesn't need any editing. So thank you, Alan, for real this time. Okay, back to the guest. Those were contradictory statements. I want you to try to reconcile them or admit that one is right and the other is wrong, okay? Sure. Well, hey, we all, you know, humans are irrational. People are irrational. We contradict ourselves all the time. And, hey, and I'm guilty of that. I contradict myself all the time. What I'm trying to say is I only want to spend time with qualified hiring managers who have an immediate need that I can fill. Okay? Now, if I've got to call you eight times, ten times to make it happen, I'll do it. If I call you in the first call and you just shut me down and I can just I can hear it in your voice, I can, you know, tell by your demeanor that you are never gonna use a headhunter, never in a million years, why would I keep calling you back? To wear me down. <laughs> <laughs> With sure. your charm offensive. With your charm you offensive. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, that's how some people I, so let me can I tell say. you a story? Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Yeah, I love story. stories. Okay. So, so Ed Napleton, one of the, you know, he's managing partner for one of the largest auto groups in the U.S. Uh, they're based out of the Midwest, and I am, I've called that guy two or three times. You know, I had a fixed operations guy for him, and you know, over emails, like, sure, I'd like to talk to him, right? And then when we get on the phone, he tells me, Jason, there is, ne- I am never going to pay a recruiting fee. I will never pay a fee. He just won't. He just won't. Now, I can go back and say, hey, I promise you, Ed, give me one shot. I promise you, you hire this guy, and I can assure you he's worth every dime because he's going to make you $10 million next year. You know, the $35,000 or forty thousand, whatever it is, $50,000 you pay me, if the guy makes you an extra $10 million next year, that's just a drop in the bucket, right? I did all those things. Like, I just, he just he just can't get past the mental mental obstacle of taking my fifty thousand dollar forty whatever invoice and sending it down to accounts payable and sh- cutting a check. He just can't get there. All right, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna live to okay, find another good, day. Okay, good good story. I'm gonna good go answer. find another account. Michael G. Cox, also in Texas. Want any comments? Something you want to say? No, it it sounds like the he's phone. got. He's, Sorry. It sounds as though he's got a decent little business going there. Um, I'm I'm curious. Everything works. It's just that it doesn't work for everybody. I don't know if this technique will work. I like that. Everything works, but it doesn't work for everybody. I'm going to play with that. Go ahead. ahead. I've heard of individuals um, spending a whole lot of time and money on uh, cold email and and it seems to be working for a few individuals. I'm wondering if your guest has ever done done that or does that in, in yeah. his current business. Well, okay, so let's let's talk about, you know, cold emailing, right? So cold emailing, 
Um, I it's, just want to I thank mean, my superstar cast today. We got Maureen, we got Kathy, <laughs> we got Alan, Michael G. Cox. It's fantastic. I'm really enjoying it, and the guests too. I'm having a great time. Even if somebody doesn't like it, I like it. Okay. <laughs> and Maureen, this, matters. Maureen, this can I guy, answer something that Troy Hammond from New Zealand says? Um, what's he, what is that, Talent Army? That he, his company is called Talent Army. He says, I if I have to make money tomorrow, I pick up the phone. Yeah, I come on. He doesn't so use it regularly. <laughs> he doesn't use it. Okay, back to the guest. You were going to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, yeah. but hang on, Animal. To to that comment, yes, tomorrow I I would do the same thing. But you know, you also have to have business three months from now, and you have to have things in the hopper that are going to be paying you out months down the road. But the same applies. Some things that that people you contact today will turn into business down the road. Yeah. Absolutely, but I, I, don't, I don't think that you can just use one trick. Um, no, no. Well, yeah, I'm I'm not, let's, I'm hold on, let's hear what the guest has to say about email yeah, so, first before we go so, on to so everything. Michael, else. go ahead, Michael. So, let's, so email. Okay, so the channel, the way to get the message out. You know, that's great. You know, email is a great way to you know crack the door open to get on a call, right? So I'm using is email it, to get to. A is call. it? Is it really? Why yeah, is it, it great? I well, mean, d- does it work are... in your industry and in your yeah, niche? It does. It does. Work. Okay. It does work. So um, you don't. Now the problem is the problem with email. Mm-hmm. If you're not careful, just like anything, you get lazy. And you can rely on it. You can hide behind yeah. it. You know, and <clears throat> just like anything, you got to have. I mean, as recruiters, the more effective tools you have in your tool belt, the better job you're going to do, right? So cold calling is. One of it's like my it's like a blowtorch, right? It's like a flamethrower, yeah. right? So cold calling's my flamethrower. <laughs> you know, I've got some ninja stars with some, you know, uh some email campaigns, but the best of the best of course is text message. So when it comes to oh. I can't get you on the phone, I'm going to use text messaging. But so how do you get how do you get message. the how do you get the uh phone number? How do you get the phone number? Well, he's oh, got it if he's I'm, calling I'm, them. I call it all the time. I mean you guys we we ruse. I mean, that's how you have to ruse. You know, you ruse, call into a place. I mean, some places it can get a little tricky to get the phone number, uh, but you call and ruse. You know, what, this is what we do for technicians. We're like, hey, you get hey, the, hey and then you can get the you can get the cell, the technician's cell phone number from get, the receptionist. Is, no, no, no. I saying? get I I get to the service department. My team, yeah. me and my team, we get to the service department. We do a ruse to get the tech to call us back on a cell phone. So now we have their cell number. Just use Spokio. I use that. I still use that. And Maureen, I have a question. Do you text message people? Do I do what? Do you text people? Not for work. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll text, you know, my kids. Okay. Got to do an ad. We can bring this guy back. I'd like you to come back on the show. We're not We're not going to finish today, but i got to do an ad. Yeah, but we're my at good the fun friends. part. We're at the fun stuff. Yeah. Just let me finish. Let me finish, okay? okay. Do, do it quick. Don't be a Jerry. Let me do my ad. I'll get Before over ahead. it, okay? Then you can do whatever you want, and we can invite the guy back, okay? Right, I'm going to do an ad for PC Recruiter. Now, here's, here's a, this is a new ad, okay? There's a lot of applicant tracking systems out there, and people are always looking. If you're in my Facebook group, you'll see, oh, I want to change my ATS. What should I use? It's every day, not just every week they're asking these questions because people are always looking to try a new applicant tracking system. So here's what you do. If you have a, a recruiting software company, you want to make it easy for them 
to switch systems to yours. And that's something PC Recruiter aims to do. They want to make it easy for you, so they offer two types of what they call data conversions, right? There's a fast and simple way, and there's a, if you know you're a little more fussy, there's a custom made version just for you. Some people like one, some people like the other. Whichever one you want, it doesn't matter. PC Recruiter is easy to learn. Uh, the finer points, if they're tough for you, or can be taught by you know direct in-person consulting. They want to help you, right? And here's something else. What they call, I, you know, I, I don't like jargon, but they say connectivity to related solutions is critical. When I read something like that, I have to figure out what does that mean, right? It means that PC Recruiter has a lot of relationships with companies that do something else, like a higher tool is integrated fully into PC Recruiter. So our background checking companies, testing and assessment providers, marketing automation software, texting, posting, email, they have a lot of relationships that are going to help you. Okay, You name it, they got it. And you know why? Because PC Recruiter loves you. So go check them out at PCRecruiter.net. Talk to Marty Snyder and tell him the recruiting animal sent you. Sorry, that was a little longer than I intended. There was no place in it for Michael G. Cox. Uh, but, Maureen, did you want to ask the guest something? No. Uh, well, actually, well, yes, I do. I want to talk about rusing into the departments, getting people to call you back on cell phones. But can I make an announcement about the conference Go in ahead. Toronto? Go ahead. October 30th the at the Glenn Gould Go Studio. Shally's going to be there. Irina's going to be there. Lots of superstar Sorcerers are going to be there. SOSU Canada, October 30th. Yeah, people don't know what SOSU stands for. What does SOSU stand for? Sourcing Summit. Sourcing Summit. Canada. Right? October 30th. October, Glenn Gould October Studio. 30th. Tickets are $550. You get yep. a 10% discount if you mention this show. They're $450 oh, really? for groups. Okay. Okay, it's a great, great one day pricing for a great one day venue. Okay. Come and so see some now superstar speakers. Yeah. In okay. the sourcing. Look, space. that guy, he's not paying me, Maureen. I don't know how long you want to go on with this ad, okay? You'll do another one next week. As long week. as you'll send me. <laughs> <laughs> but do it earlier in the show, okay? I'm, I'm willing to give okay, you some time. Okay, I'm finished. Thank you. But since Michael, <laughs> let's finish off with what Michael G. Cox said. He brought in mm-hmm. email, emailing. What yeah. is your subject line in a cold email for business development? We haven't even got to talk about cold calls to uh, candidates yet. But for business development, what's your subject line going to say, uh, Jason Lee Barber? <clears throat> uh, director of marketing, controller, general manager, simple, basic. And those, what does that represent, the person that you're marketing or the person you're you're, you're, you're trying to contact? Yeah, position. Yeah, whatever the position is. So if I'm trying to – Would, I'm would to you use the, something like want a new job? No. No, no, you hold on. Maureen, wake up. Wake up. <laughs> I said we'll talk about approaching a candidate later. This is business development. You're not going to say oh, hey, we want a new job sorry. when you're okay. trying to place somebody right, with the company. Right. Okay. Forgive so it, in the subject line, you always just put the title of the person you're sure. marketing. Is that right? Yep. General yeah. manager in Phoenix. Because okay. it's simple. It, you got it. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Why? No, no, I try. Hey, you, know, you just be real. General manager. So you're going to catch their attention with their pain. 
whatever they're playing. Well, yeah, if, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, okay. we do all the same thing, right? If I know, like, I'll go to Indeed or whatever and see that, hey, we're looking for a director of marketing, right? So I'll put director of marketing in Dallas. Okay, so you mm-hmm. think if you, you see someone advertising for a job, you'll try to get yeah. that job. Absolutely. Really, is that worthwhile? Absolutely yeah. I will. Okay. And what do you put in the body of the email? What goes in the body of the email? Brief. It has to be brief. It has to be less, 30 30 to 30 seconds to one minute read, right? So paragraph or less. What does it say? Get granular. I have a a strong general manager who's local to the Phoenix market. Uh, He has experience with Toyota and Dodge. Wanted to see uh-huh. if you'd be interested in meeting with them. Blah blah blah. Here's my phone or here's my phone number. Give me a call. I'd like to get something set up. Assumptive. So what if you don't hear from them in two days? What if you don't hear back in two days? What do you do? Reply. Send them another email. Leave them another. How voicemail. many emails are you going to send them? How many emails? Uh, full email, marketing emails. I would say three to four, and then I'll leave you know three to four voicemails. And I'll get the hint. So you leave voicemail. So lots of people, Absolutely. everyone's always saying nobody nobody answers their voicemail. Nobody picks up their phone. <laughs> well, of course. Nobody, I mean, nobody does anything. Nobody, like, there is no, like, okay, so here's the thing. There is no magic bullet. There is no, like, 100% response rate to anything in this world. Okay. Right? Your texting is so, 95, though. Uh-huh. Well, no, that's read rate. There's a difference. There's a difference between oh, okay. response rate okay. and read rate, right? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. texting gets about a 98% read rate, but then you don't um, get no – yeah, response rate and read rate are two different things. What what kind of recruiting so- – I mean, email software do you use? Uh, I use the one that my buddy built, fetchdata.io. Oh, okay. That's your company, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I helped – I gave him the business side of I'm like, hey, I'm a – I'm a lazy, you know, I'm a lazy data guy, and we all hate using the crap. And here's how you can make it easier for people to use if okay, you don't so want to do this. Okay, so you can see, but in your email, hole. you can see, you can see if the if the email's been opened, right? And how many yeah, times that's, it's been opened? Yeah, that's basic tech, man. Yeah. Okay. And so you you hold on a second. Like Rich Rosen, he says he phones, I'm here, man. leaves a voice. Hi, Rich. So Howdy. so he phones. He phones and he then he leaves. A, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Beautiful. He phones and leaves a voicemail and then he immediately sends an email as well. Do you do the same thing? You you double hit them, double tap uh, them. If, so I, if to I speak? have time, if I have time, I mean sometimes I don't have time to do that. I, I don't really have a problem getting accounts. I mean <laughs> sometimes I don't have time to do that. So you okay. know one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to leave a voicemail. I'm going to get a message to somebody. I'm going to you know get that to them. Sometimes I don't have to do an email because. You know, I pick up a search, I get the search filled, and I move on to the next one. I mean, it just depends on what I have time for. There's only so many hours in the day, guys. Okay, so, Rich Rosen. Rich Rosen. Yes, sir. Yo, yo. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> this sounds like your kind of guy. Do you have any uh, yeah, I love it, or man. feedback for us? Got any feedback? Uh, Got any critiques? No. Nah, what I, about, I, like, I you're a niche player, okay? Is, do you have yeah, a critique I, on his? Uh, no, I mean, I think he'd make even I don't know what he's billing, but I would think he'd make even more money doing this in a particular niche. But well, uh, we're kind of neat, Rich. We're kind of niche. I mean, we're you know, I would say not eighty uh, percent of our billings are going to be in the car business. Is that niched enough, or? It, it, I mean, is it, it depends. I mean, niche to me is having you know the three or four roles that you're generally going to go oh. after, and those calls are going to all be multi-pronged. You know, so <laughs> if you're going after a finance guy, and then a sales guy, and then a mechanic, you know, they're you know they're not likely to to overlap too much. Sure. So no, that's a good, you, no, I think. 
Rich, I think you're on point. I think I think there's you know two ways to approach this, right? So the medical I didn't get a chance to talk about this, but the medical staffing company uh, that I helped, you know, that I was that I helped, I, I ran recruiting operations. We grew up from two million a year to seventy five million a year. It was a division of team health. We staffed medical assistants in the emergency department and over 300 hospitals in the U.S., and, and I oversaw, ran. I hired, trained, recruited over 100 recruiters, Done, re- trained more recruiters than I know what to do, uh, than I know what to do with. Uh, we did that. We did one specialty niche, and you're absolutely right. That hit, you, know, you just validated that you will yeah. make more money. So um, we made $75 million, you know, revenue awesome. anyways. So. Yeah, but I – Overall, man, I think your your approach. I work the, the pretty much the same way. I think it's the best way to do this job. You know, it, it, you get more personal. You don't have to wait. You don't worry about all the bullshit that everyone else worries about. Even the subject lines are simple. I mean, you know, my my subject line. I just put follow up. Like ninety nine percent of my emails is just follow up. That's it. I've done it for years. And quick question. Okay, quick. I mean, sometimes that. Yeah, you know. I, I think I think the biggest thing. I think recruiters. You know, sometimes you know we are. You know, it's easy to overthink things. We overthink things. We look for magic bullets. You know, we, you know, piss and moan. We complain. I know we're some of the biggest complainers. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, all those things. You know, we, you know, we sometimes we forget our value. I have a had a new recruiter I'm training. She's phenomenal, and you know, she had a candidate try running her. You know, you know, getting onto her. And I said, you know what? I said, you have to stand up for yourself because you're a force to be like people need to realize you are a force to be reckoned with like you make dreams come true like you offer opportunities that will blow people's mind we find incredible people every day that can like change organizations do you realize like the power that you have and sometimes we forget that then we start pissing and moaning because some internal recruiter is you know you know making us you know, do stupid stuff or whatever. Like, oh, I need you to submit this. And rah, 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 rah. You know, or we have a hiring manager who won't respond and all those things. So you got to, I think you gotta, there is no you got to value your time. Exactly. Yeah. There's no, yeah, yeah. So. No, I think well, how did you, you hire, she's so good. How, how old is she? Or is she a young person? Does she have it? Did she have any other work experience before? No. She sounds I, like a no. new. Yeah, new, fresh, never did it before, and she's already made two placements. And why did you hire her? What well, You said she's great. What made you hire her? Because you've got a whole list of things about being a good recruiter. You're going to have to come back and talk about this stuff later. Why did you hire this young woman? <laughs> because she, uh, I did a job tryout, and she passed the job tryout. I don't, I don't What's a job base tryout? hires off interviews. A job tryout is you give somebody a series of, series of steps to accomplish, and you work with them through that series of steps, and you kind of get a picture of what it's going to be like to work with that person. And she, man, she was incredible. Okay, yeah. You know, a series of steps is so vague in general. Task, it means task. nothing. So, there you go. <laughs> great for calling me out on that. Okay, so a series of tasks. I learned this from Perry Marshall, great marketing guy, phenomenal guy. So I said, hey, step one, I need you to do this personality assessment. I need you to print it off. I need you to – here are the steps and the tasks that you need to complete. Now I need you to watch these videos. And then in these videos, I need you to write up an essay. And I need you to uh, complete this quiz. Okay, but you didn't ask, ask her to make cold calls or anything like that. This was just – And then I, and then I have them come to an orientation. And then I have uh, a few people in there, and I go through what the recruiting process is, and I purposely want people without recruiting experience 
or your sales experience is fine. And uh-huh. yeah, I see I see what it's like over the next couple of me, couple of weeks to work with this person, and that gives me a glimpse. And and here's why: because when we worked with the medical staffing company, us recruiters we actually had to do the first interview, right? And then we would send them to training. So it was kind of a mass interview model, right? And I learned uh, after doing over 10,000 interviews that interviews are a very poor indicator of future success or you know success of hire. A very poor indicator. I mean, because some people are just great talkers. Some people are just really good at bullshitting and saying what people need to hear in an interview. And when it actually comes to performing the job, they actually don't really like the job or can't do the job very well. So, okay. So uh, just a t- time is running out, but so you – this person, she had sales experience already. I'm just wondering how you hire. Yeah, she, she had, had a, sales. I mean, she had, yeah, she had. Um, I, I can't remember. I think she had done some uh, outbound uh, telemarketing sales back in. Okay, and know, how did you bring her in through an ad? You brought her in yes. through an ad, and yes, they sir. and they before you give a job to a person, they had to attend these orientation tests before a number yep. of times. And then oh, on really? the ad, it lists in the ad it lists steps that they have to take. And so I only waste my I only spend time with the people who actually read the ad and do the directions in the ad. Okay. You know what, Rich Rosen? It sounds like you know, the, a person a person like this who might not even have gone to university or anything like that and is, you know, he has no ex- barely any experience might be a more successful hire than hiring a VP of sales. <laughs> like you were telling us <laughs> about, right? I I guarantee it as that uh yeah, no, I guess a absolute guarantee. <laughs> I, you know, but he's right. You don't need any great experience in this for this job. You just need to be, you know, free and not worry about all the bullshit that goes around it. And just mm-hmm. get on the phone, God. you make the calls, you ask the questions, and that's it. I mean, I didn't know anything about software when I started doing software. When I did healthcare, I knew nothing about healthcare. Architects, I knew nothing. I was a stockbroker. You know, I knew okay. what was what. It's uh, oh, you're no, a stockbroker. I mean, Amen. That's, that's, Amen, Rich. That's, yeah. yeah, it's the best. We'll have to get into that next time. We're out of time. I just want to thank everybody: the great Rich Rosen, the great Maureen Sheriff, <laughs> Kathy's Corner, Kathy Manis, Alan Fleur. I don't have any uh, any name for him. Okay, Michael, the great Michael G. Cox from Texas, and our guest today, our new friend Jason Lee Barber. You're going to come back to the Crown Show. Thank you. I just same old thing. As a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm gonna not take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not gonna do anything new. Thank you for holding. That's what I'm looking for. We'll be with you shortly. In my learning phase of my career.